This Choircast podcast episode is brought to you by This Is Not Church podcast and the letter F. And you. (laughs) (laughs) If you've made it this far, my name is Nat Turney, my brother John Turney, and I co-host This Is Not Church, the podcast. And this is sadly the level of discourse that you can expect to find if you tune in every Monday when we drop new episodes. But all joking aside, John and I see this as as an opportunity for us to address issues that we don't think are addressed nearly enough inside of evangelicalism. So LGBTQIA plus issues, BIPOC issues, social justice issues. We like to talk to a broad variety and range of people and really try to find places of commonality for everybody. So check out the podcast. Every Monday, our episodes drop. Wherever you stream podcasts, you can find us. Remember, this is not church. And to that, John says, Peace. Welcome to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical, with your hosts, hosts, authors Keith Giles and Matthew J. DiStefano. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Apostates Anonymous. I am Matthew J. DiStefano, and I'm joined by Keith Giles. What's your middle name, Giles? Alan. Keith Alan, Alan. Giles. Keith yes. Alan Giles. What's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, yeah, man. Well, excited to do another episode, um, although this is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun, I guess. Um, we haven't done Let's... one of these in a while, right? So I don't know if we're going to talk about what this is first or we're going to get into it after the ad. Well... Let's let's mention it. I mean, I looked at the analytics. I'm an analytics guy now. And uh, our number number one and number two downloaded podcast episode of Apostates Anonymous are, drumroll please, Alyssa Childers reaction and the John Cooper reaction. So I was like, maybe we should react to something. Let's be reactionary. Yes, yes let's be reactionary. And then when you suggested that, I think right about that same time, uh, I came across this guy and I was like, oh, here you go. Here's something. Uh, Here's something so to is- piss you off with. So as a new guy, so you know that the the typical usual suspects are you know uh, Sean McDowell, Mike Winger, Alyssa Childers, but ladies and gentlemen, we have a brand new player, uh, brand new person. So uh, we're we're gonna just jump into that in just a little bit here. Yeah, how how do you say his name? Brian Suave. Brian Suave. I think, well, it's got the accent on the e at the end. The accent so I, I would, on the e. I think it's Suave. Okay. Total Why would you put that on the end if it was beard. just swap? Yeah, with the Reminds beard. Me, reminds me of Matt Walsh. Is that his name? Yeah, so he's a pastor, of course. Number one, white guy, pastor. And oh boy, when you get... We're going to look at his, some of his tweets. And dear Lord. Dear Lord, uh, help yeah. us all. <laughs> help us, please. Like and subscribe. Um, <laughs> but we have an ad, as always. Okay, here and we I, go. I think you're going to like this one in lieu of some of the... I love all of our sponsors. I love all of our sponsors so much. Yes, You're going to really love this one. Are you a white conservative who's mad about a black mermaid? Do black elves or hobbits cause you to internally rage? Well, have we got a solution for you. At STFU Industries, we've developed a proprietary blend of natural ingredients that will assist you in shutting the fuck up. Feel like going on Twitter to out yourself as a racist? Have the urge to say all lives matter. With just one dose of our miracle blend, you'll be shutting the fuck up in no time. 
Sign up now and you'll get a 30-day supply of our STFU blend, perfect for teas, smoothies, and more. Use the promo code Kaepernick, and we'll even send you a complimentary STFU muzzle, perfect for that old-ass white uncle who just won't shut the fuck up. Head on over to stfu.net to sign up today so that tomorrow you can shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, I love it. And you know, it's what an appropriate sponsor for this particular episode, because I think by the time we get to the end of this episode, uh, we're going to have a lot of listeners who are going to want to buy like a lifetime subscription of, of STFU. That is mar- that's marketing genius. The the folks at STFU knew which episode to pick because oh, this they're is gonna, the one. <laughs> they're going to want a lot of people shutting the fuck up after this. Hopefully not uh, including us. Well, yeah, I, hopefully I, not. I hope you're not buying the STFU blend for Keith and myself. Yes, no, no, no. Please, please don't do that. Um, although you know, it's good to know that it goes into smoothies. I like a good smoothie once in a while. I I, I love a I love a protein shake. I'm sure you can throw it in there. Uh huh. Uh huh. As long as it's gluten-free. Yeah, okay. So um, Brian Suave. Again, I always okay. hesitate to emphasize someone. We don't We don't want to give this person any traffic <clears throat> or uh, clicks or hits or likes or anything like that. But uh, people listening to our show, I think there's not much of a danger of that. Um, I don't know much about the guy. Like if you look on his um, – he actually has a Patreon page. Oh, well, let's not says, direct people there, please. Yeah, please don't do that. But it's, it you, can says just, he, you can read you can read the Twitter profile, but not the don't give the. But link. it says he creates music, creating music for the new Christendom. Okay. okay, yeah, he's a Christian pastor, husband, father of five, and classical school founder. Mm. I don't know what that means. Where you hit yeah. your kids, maybe with a switch, probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then he's got his Patreon link. And the, Keith, do you want to do the honors of um, reading the letter, the lovely letter that he wrote to uh, our lady listeners? Not, not our listeners, just ladies in general. I guess all ladies. Yes. Um, well, can I, can I realize, because I realize that the one you sent me is, yeah, this is, I guess, chronologically, that this is February the 7th. Um, the oh, one I, that I came across initially was September the 9th. Oh, so he's got like a Twitter thread going? Uh, he's got a, yeah, he's got, a, there's, a, there's a long list of things. So I guess we'll start with that one, but then I want to make sure we get to the one in September where this is where I kind of picked up. The, the track. Oh, oh, you jumped in there. Okay. Do you want me to read the, this one then that I've got? Yeah, here? go ahead. Read this one. Yeah. All right. So he's got Dear Ladies. <clears throat> I imagine he's clearing his throat. There is no reason whatsoever for you to post pictures of yourself in low cut shirts, bikinis, bra, and underwear, or anything similar ever. Not to show your weight loss journey, not to show your newborn baby, not to document your birth story. Your brothers. Yeah. Signed. Signed. Your brothers. Your brothers. So understand here, number one. Now please, now, please don't snip that clip and then put it on social media <laughs> as if I said that. That is a quote yeah. from Brian Suave, Brian Suave on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> two things, of course, that he's doing here. And if, you, if you're paying attention, you'll notice a pattern. Number one, uh, he feels that he has the authority to address all women everywhere on the internet and to tell them he knows what they should and should not be doing. And he is here to set you straight ladies. So please pay attention to Brian. Brian is the guy who you should be turning to, uh, for advice. Um, number one and number two, when he signs it, your brothers, he also is saying, look, it's not just Brian saying this. 
No, no, no. He is speaking for all Christian men, your brothers, every Christian man on the internet. Uh, Brian, Brian has it. He, he knows what we're all thinking and what we would all say to you, ladies. So again, this is the pattern. And this is, of course, what creates the outrage. Um, that quote had 1,334 retweets. Uh, 22,000 quote treats and 9,654 likes. Dear God. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing the quote tweets, I'm hoping that this is part of yes. the, uh, what do they call it when you get um, ratioed? Yes. I, I'm hoping this is ratioism and that yes. the quote tweets are like, look at this dumb motherfucker. Well, if you look on what I'm looking at now, which is I'm looking at that tweet, and then below that are some replies to that. So th this is definitely falling into that into that uh, category. So like uh, Alana Pierce replied, Dear Brian, nobody asked you, your sisters. <laughs> uh, Polly Boer replied, You know you are right that nobody asked him. But then nobody asked people to post some of this stuff he mentions either. I have to say I sort of agree with him. So see, now it is back and forth. Um, Oh my gosh! Yeah, but do okay. Do do people realize that you don't have to follow everything? Right. Again, dude, welcome to the internet. I see all kinds of things that are irrelevant to me, things that have nothing to do with me, things I'm not interested in, and you just keep scrolling. And if something offends you as you're scrolling through your Twitter feed or Instagram feed, and you're like, "Oh God, I can't believe they posted that," you know what you do? You unfollow that you, person. You know what's you know what's problem? I mean, it's so problematic that people don't realize this. I mean, there's so much so much problematic shit in this tweet, and the, and the mentality that goes behind it. But it's like, why do we have to see the naked body, and we, and we see it, and we automatically it's sexualized, right? Like, right. I mean. It, other cultures are not like this. Like in Europe, they have nude beaches. It's probably not a big deal like it would be here. Yeah. In, in, in other cultures, women may be topless. Yeah. And, and it's not necessarily sexualized. So just because you have parts doesn't mean like, like maybe, maybe this is on you, Brian. Like you look at all women as some sort of sexualized thing. Yeah. And then you want to and then you want to tell them that it's their response. No, it's not their responsibility. And I see a lot of skin that's never sexualized. Like my my daughter is 11 and dances and when they dance in ballet, there's lots of legs and there's but <gasps> but it's not but it's oh, not No. It's what? it's asexual in that moment. Like the yes, we are all sexual creatures and beings and humans, but like not everything and not every time there's skin there's you're the ones objectifying and sexualizing something if you have the problem with everything yeah so that's my rant yeah yeah well but get, well, i'm sure there's gonna be more coming because we're, we're not done um we're not done <laughs> so just tweet this and leave it alone i wish well no man no this guy has made it uh this is his this is his mission in life <clears throat> so uh the first time i came across it and i probably came across it when someone I was following, because I do not follow this guy, I don't know him, but like someone I follow, and it might have been like April Joy or something like that. Um, but someone had replied to him and, of course, had copied the tweet. And then I read the tweet and I was like, who is this asshole? So then I clicked, then I looked at his feed and I started scrolling down his feed, which I have it up right now. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this guy, what a dick. So uh, the one that I came across, the first one was September the 9th. And again, this is. This is typical of many of the kinds of tweets that he 
that he does. So the one we just read, right, that's from back in February. Here's one from September the 9th. Many women underestimate the influence they would wield at home with a few simple acts. And he has a list, ladies. Hope you write these things down. Ready? Dressing femininely. Smiling a whole lot. Oh, Jesus. Cultivating sexual responsiveness. Covering offenses with grace. Verbally respecting her husband. Smiling femininity is powerfully culture-shaping. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, ladies, hope you hope you pay attention there. Please, ladies, at home. So simple. He says, these are just a few simple things you can do, ladies. Um, dress femininely, which I, I don't know. What does that mean? Don't wear pants. Don't wear jeans or pants. Don't, make sure you cover, yeah, skirts, long skirts and dresses. Please. Yeah, long, because if you're too short, now now and you're getting into temptation. And it's scandalous. Yeah. yeah, so smile a lot. Now, you could be you could be in a bad mood, but you know what? We don't want to give a shit about that. Please just keep smiling. Smile. It makes us feel good. It makes men I, feel happy. Can I smiling. make a shameless plug for Don't Be a Dick? Because obviously he hasn't read it. And <laughs> no. one of the lessons is, not to t- is, to, is to never to tell women to smile more. So, there you go. So, Brian Suave... You're being we should send him a copy of this book. We really should. We find out his address. I think here's yes. what we should do. Because when he burns it on Facebook Live, it'll get really popular. That's yeah. my hope. So I think every listener should go and buy a copy of that book and mail it to this guy. He oh, should get please. a flood, a never-ending list. You know, every every day, you should go to his mailbox and pull out like 10 boxes of Don't Be a Dick. Please do that. If you if you aren't living paycheck to paycheck and you just have money sitting around in a savings be account, so awesome. just just buy, just spend like a hundred bucks, buy it on Amazon and send yep. them one every couple of days. That would be like great. 10 find times. Out, find out the name of the church and like you could send it to the there church office because that way you Over don't need him. his personal address. But then address it. Yeah. Get the church, send it to him and just to Brian, to Brian. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. you might need this. Brian, <laughs> like, it seems like you might <laughs> want to read, read this. this book. Yes. There's there's a listener out there. Please do that. I'll link in the show notes. Go buy that. That one. would be uh, that's beautiful. We're gonna let's do a telethon of a campaign. Don't fucking tell women to smile more. <laughs> Fuck you. Yes. Uh, here we go. Number three, ladies, <sighs> cultivate cultivate sexual responsiveness. Okay. So I, I guess that basically means whenever your husband wants it, that's what it means. Bend over. Yes. Please. Because the assumption is that women aren't horny and men are horn dogs and can't that's control. Right. right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So this is, I, I hate when these pastors and well, anyone like this says something that on the surface, there's, there's probably some truth there. Like as we should always cultivate our sexuality, right? Sure. But his, from his angle, it's just tainted with like your responsibility to your husband because he's the one who has needs. It's like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. 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 And uh, this is, again, why it's so infuriating when I read this guy's stuff. Because, again, this is just this is only the second example. Like, seriously, this this is a trend for him. He's constantly addressing women as a pastor, as a white male pastor and tweeting out instructions for women to follow because he knows how you should behave, ladies. So uh, there we go. Cultivating sexual responsiveness. Number number four covering offenses with grace. And again, how else are you supposed to accept, uh, to to take this? You're a man telling a woman who's married that what she needs to do to quote um have influence in the home is to when you when he says cover offenses with grace, well I'm assuming it's cuz your husband is an asshole or a dick yeah. and 
And your response to that shouldn't be to correct that or work on that or talk to them about that or address that and go, hey, honey, we need to talk about this. No, 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 no. Just have grace for him. He's telling you to shut the, he's telling him to shut the fuck up when he's, you know. Yes. Stop rocking the boat, ladies. You know? Yeah. Uh, That's not your place. Uh, That apparently, maybe that's his. And then finally, of course, this, this kind of comes without saying verbally respecting your husband. So again, don't contradict him. Um, don't make him look right. bad. Don't, Which again don't is one of those things where, again, it's one of those things where if you just said that, like, respect your husband, of course, of course, respect your husband and respect your wife. Like, so they take these nuggets of truth and they, they twist them and manipulate them and mold them and influence them and run them through the gauntlet of bullshit. <laughs> and then they say this shit. And it's like, I know what you mean when you say that. Uh huh. And then uh-huh. you say, well, if, if you disagree, then you disagree with that. How could you disagree with that, Matt? Right. Are women right. not supposed to respect their husband? I mean, of course you have respect. Right. So, of course, he, he got a lot of crap for that. Um, yeah. and, and, well, he should. Uh, yeah. A lot of people responded. And then, so now there was a response. He, 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 he tweeted a response to his own tweet um, with this uh, same, same day. So the same, I don't know how many hours later, but a few hours later, he retweeted his own tweet with this response after getting a bunch of crap from people for that tweet. And he says, okay, feminist, you got me. It would be much better for the world if you dressed like frumps, frowned more, cultivated sexual frigidity, nitpicked with verve, and disrespected your husbands. Bitter femininity is also powerfully culture-shaping, as it turns out. It's so binary. It's... it's um. <laughs> You can't take it seriously, right? Yeah. So it's like it's like the the way that these people with their small minds think is that if it's not this, then it has to be all the way over this. Yes, the total polar it's opposite. The total polar yeah. opposite because they don't have the creativity, the curiosity, the brain power, they haven't done the spiritual and emotional work to mm-hmm. think that there are gray areas in life and and that you should lean into those gray areas. Shout out to Michelle Collins for Into the Gray and shout out to Brenda Davies for God is Gray. Like yes, people yes. people in those camps understand that most of life exists in the gray, but these people who are pastors and fathers of five, so they're, you know, they're <laughs> oh indoctrinating God. five people at home with this bullshit, I'm sure. Yes. And, and they, they can't think in the middle. It's just so like, like dichotomous. It's ridiculous. So I, I'm sorry. I was just reading through some of the responses he got to this, to that, to the initial one. Um, this is so good. So he had uh, he only had 119 retweets of this, but he had a uh, thousand <clears throat> 116 quote tweets in response, and then he had a thousand over a thousand likes. But some of these responses are amazing. Like one of the person points out that what he's basically asking for in, the, in, the, in that first tweet about telling women how to behave is that's called a, that's a sex blow up doll, right? That's, that's what you want. It smiles all the time, never argues back. It's always ready for sex. It never disrespects you. That's, that's really what you're asking for. But one of my favorite responses, um, uh, somebody replied back was, uh, they, so they said, this is a response from GI June. <clears throat> and and uh, their response was, fuck off. Then keep fucking off. Keep fucking off until you get to a gate with a sign saying, you can't fuck off past here. Climb over the gate, dream the impossible dream, and keep fucking off forever. (laughs) (laughs) What a great response. Oh, my gosh. 
keep on fucking off forever. <laughs> and then, oh, here's another good response. The guy says, this sounds an awful, it is a man. So this is good, good for you, buddy. Um, this guy, Christopher uh, Bar- Harbin re- replied, this sounds an awful lot like women just enjoy my abusing you for my personal gratification. And then I might listen to any positive comments you might have. Yeah. Yep. That's, what that that's about it. Yeah, that's it. So, um, yeah, when you say, here's the thing. So uh, my response to him when I, when I saw it, and it was a couple of days after this that I saw it, um, my reply back to him was like, again, after I scrolled through and looked at some of these other tweets was like, because everything was about women, right? T- him telling women, behave this way, don't act this way, stop doing this, start doing that, blah, blah, blah. It was all about women. Like, are you some kind of a woman's, you know, expert? Are you a psychologist who deals with female studies i mean like what what is your qualification oh he's just a white male pastor and and so my reply back to him was like dude when where's i'm looking for any tweets at all that will you address men right what why don't you start there i don't understand why you're starting with women and you have no tweets at all telling men how they should love and care for their spouse or how they should honor and respect women like where's that that seems to me to be the most the, the most important thing and the missing piece to this whole conversation, right? It's not, in other words, the problem is the women. The problem is not men, the problem is women. And if we could just fix these women and get these women to behave the right way, uh, then the world would be a better place. I mean, this, that's what I get from reading this guy's tweets. Well, he's not going to address men because people who lord over others people who have power over others don't give a fuck about the other people who have power yes they give a fuck about the people they are have power over so you as another man you have power over your shit like i'm not gonna worry about that i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to the people that i lord over Uh because the bible clearly says yeah that's right and so you know they it's this it's this pattern of i mean of course he's gonna he's gonna talk as the man because that that's his place of power. He didn't give a fuck about what other men are doing. No, he might have. I think you said off the air he might have said something about men because you said something. That's what but I felt his, like. His I didn't focus see is going to go. His focus is going to go right back to women, though. In life, of course it is. Yeah. So I didn't see any. Yeah, I didn't see him say anything about men until after I had asked him. He didn't directly respond to me, but then the next time I went back and looked, he finally did do a post for men. But it's like, oh yeah, you did that because I called you out on that, right? I don't get on the man's side what is attractive on on his part. I just don't get it. Like yeah. they say, oh, power is attractive and being. Intra- I just I don't get it. I don't experience that. I don't. Exp- I wouldn't experience any sort of pleasure by telling my wife what to do or how to behave or how to look or how to dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, in jest, we both make those jokes at home, but we only make it the jokes that we would make as a couple. Yes. Are making fun of people like this. Because this is where we came from. We came from the purity culture. We came from the patriarchal church culture. And now the only way to like, I mean, like we were talking to April Joy on Heretic Capiar. The only way to cope about it is to make jokes about it and laugh about it. Uh Uh-huh. Because these people are so ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, and I'll just quickly, I I found a couple more tweets by the guy that I specifically responded to. So I'm going to read those in a second. But, But you made a good point. Um. You know, like the, the thing about like, well, why wouldn't he, why is he focusing so much on women and not on men? And again, I, I, I don't know for a fact that he only tweeted something about men because I said something, but it, it seems, I mean, it seems likely. Even if not, that's fine. 
But the point is that <clears throat> I would I would venture to guess that someone like him, if you asked them, you know, hey, don't you think you should tweet something out about telling men how to behave? He would probably say, well, you know what, that's not my place. Like, you know, like he would respect men to make their own choices, to be you know, to think for themselves, and that they don't. I, I shouldn't need to do that, right? But with women, it's like, oh yeah, they definitely need my help. I need to help them with this, right? Um, anyway, so this is from August because I had scrolled back, uh, and once I found the guy, I started scrolling backwards, and then I found uh, this tweet from August twenty fourth. Well, let me let me go back uh, uh, sequentially. So the ones we just talked about were September the ninth. I, I scrolled back. I found one September the first. September the first, he said, "Ladies, again." It's always the ladies. Ladies. Capital, capital L, all of them. Yeah, listen to me. First of all, the the, the, the stupidity of thinking that I – you're like the uh, – the what is it? The narcissism of thinking that all of his followers are ladies. All the ladies are following him, right? Ladies, you're all following me. Let me – you're my audience, right? Women, women, you care about what I want to say. Hey, ladies, yeah. I was just thinking – uh, I'd like anyway. to see those analytics. I don't <laughs> yeah, think so. I would too. I, I'm wondering how many women actually follow. So anyway, September 1st, ladies, if your people can't be sick, tired, or silly in your home without you losing it or walking around with a scowl, you'll make the home a place of anxiety and not peace. Don't be the white witch. You have tremendous power to set the emotional tone of your home. <laughs> and, I, and I replied, I said, dude, do you use your Twitter account for anything other than telling women how to live? Seriously, what are your credentials? Have you ever been a woman? <laughs> uh, so that was that and, was my response. And fuck and fuck you for using C.S. Lewis in your stupid oh, tribe. Yes, exactly. So then I scrolled back down and I found this one from August the twenty fourth. Again, notice the pattern, ladies, because of course you know women they're just hanging on every word that Brian is tweeting here, ladies. Don't forget who you're cooking, cleaning, and keeping a house for. Not for your convenience, not for your comfort, not for your peace, not for your ease. It's for the Lord. It's for your people. It's for your neighbor. Take heart, press on, and work heartily with joy. <laughs> this, is, this is like satire, bro. This is why, I, this is why you, it's so hard to write satire. Right. Because there's so much real stuff like this out there that is like and it's so bad, not not aware of any irony at all. I'm gonna have to start quoting this at my wife. <laughs> is, yeah, you know, she's gonna yeah. my ass. <laughs> yeah, hey, honey, just read, uh, just follow Brian Swabe. You know, I've just been following this guy. He's really, really, he's, great. He's, he's making things make sense. <laughs> so my then my reply to him was. Um, this is the third tweet from you where you lecture women on how to behave. Do you ever look in the mirror, dude? Who died and gave you permission to teach women how to behave? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's God crazy. Did. Oh no! All then did. I also then I also replied. I replied to his feminist one where he kind of reverses the polarity on it, right, and says, "Well, it should be all, all the way other." I said, "So, is there anything men might do to honor or bless or serve or empower or encourage or liberate their wives in any way, or is that not worth addressing?" Maybe you shouldn't be the one telling women what they should or should not do. Just say. Um, and then, yeah, after that, he posted something to me. So, I wonder what it's like to go to his church. Probably be oh, terrible. Lord. I'd be. So I actually, triggered. yeah. If you tr if you click on, um, yeah, if you if you click on his thing, which again, I I don't encourage people to follow this dude. But on his feed, he has some videos of him. Maybe he's a worship leader. 
because you know his Patreon is about music. Mm. Um, so maybe he's not a pastor. Pastor, maybe. Oh my gosh! Yeah, these tweets. He's got, a, he's got 153 patrons on Patreon. Um, he has 21,000 followers, my friend. 21,000 followers. Man, I've been grinding for like seven years. That kind of depresses me. I've only got yeah. 1,500. Yeah, I have about 10,000. I thought I was doing good. Then I see him at 21. I'm like, damn. Uh, and he's People pinned. are going to ask us, why are you guys giving him so much airtime? Well, well just because I, like I can't believe shit. that someone is. Well, and then you know, we had found a, uh, there was actually a Patheos blog post, right? So someone, oh, yeah. someone on Patheos uh, referred to this guy, referred to some of these specific tweets we've been reading, um, and but did not refer to him and sort of check him or call him no. out. Um, Double down. Oh, no. Said, hey, everybody, we need more guys like this hero. <laughs> Our man, Brian, you know, he's out there doing the Lord's work. And so we kind of this we guy and give him some props. What's what's depressing <laughs> is that we both write for Patheos, and it's uh, like I have a hard time with that because what was said in there is basically like this dude. Okay, Grayson Gilbert, he writes for the chorus in the chaos on the Evangelical Channel, uh-huh. and he writes like he he basically said down there. Let's see, um, do 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 do. He doubles down and he makes it even worse. Yeah. Where is it? Oh, he he, di- he he even says that. He says, uh, or perhaps we can dial the notch up a, just a wee bit further by simply stating the same woman is this, the one scripture Anabashley calls a harlot. So he's likening, calling all the people who like disagree with Brian like a harlot, a whore. Yeah. You're, you're like, and, and, and put this on, and then using the Bible in that way, and then it's like, oh, it's on Patheos being spread to thousands and thousands more people. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that's that. that's kind of the reason why I thought you know what <clears throat> we, there should be someone uh, who who speaks up on this and says I mean again plenty of people on Twitter are blasting this guy, but it's like yeah I and it's not just even this guy I, I really I, I don't think this podcast episode should be like oh this is we you know anti Brian specifically although it kind of is. But it's really more about this kind of thing, right? It's this way of thinking, this way of behaving. There's so many of these kind of like Theo bros um, on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and they're all male, white pastors. They all kind of take the same approach. They believe they have been given by God this authority to uh, to tell women how to behave, how to act, how to look, how to dress, how to talk, how to think. Um and yeah, the, the, so the the whole reason why I, I felt like we should address this, in, other than the analytics, <laughs> is like <laughs> this is um this thing just kind of keeps happening, right? And most of the time, you and I deal with theology. You know, we're dealing with theological differences and whether or not progressive Christianity is is really Christian or you know things like that. But but this is also part of it. This isn't so much maybe overtly you know doctrinal or theological it comes certainly this mindset comes Comes out of comes out of a certain mindset yes yeah um but yeah it's just one of these things where uh, i see this kind of stuff and to me typically i just either roll my eyes maybe like i did with this guy 
tweet a couple of responses to him. But um, if they're going, and again, if this, someone like him has over 20,000 followers on Twitter, uh, and he's a pastor of a church, right? So this guy has a lot of influence. He's speaking to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, these, yeah. these are never like fringe people. Like I've, I've heard people say, oh, there's always fringe this. And I'm like, this is like mainstream shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And just to echo on like any, if we call someone out on here, it's never personal. Like I don't yeah. hate Elisa Children. I don't know her. No, I don't hate no. my Sean McDowell, Mike Winger. I don't hate this guy. I don't know him. I hate the behavior for sure. I think it's toxic behavior and I think it actually causes actual harm, especially in women. Yes. And like, I think that's bullshit and we are going to call that shit out. And, but no, it's never like this guy, this guy was indoctrinated by somewhere. Someone convinced this, 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 he was a cute little kid with, you know, curious (laughs) about the world and not misogynistic. And he, he was at one point and someone fed him some bullshit. So yeah. You know, to to quote, to be biblical, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, we are. Like we have some responsibility. We as a society have some responsibility. Uh, the trauma he he got, like all of our trauma, can be intergenerational. The indoctrination he got, like all of our ind- indoctrination, was from someone before us who got it from somewhere before them. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. doesn't excuse him from acting a fool on Twitter and like thinking this kind of stuff because he's actually harming real people. He has five kids. He's married. Yes. Those people are being harmed by this. Yes. So exactly. I mean, I mean that's been it's been proven. Religious trauma syndrome is a thing. Uh, misogyny does occur, and it and it harms women, just like racism does occur, and it harms people of color. Like these things are real, and they're being perpetrated by people like this. Yes. Yeah, and it is it is this cycle, like you said. Like you know, he started off a certain way. He got kind of taught certain ways of thinking about uh, purity and sexuality and men and women and modesty and all this kind of stuff. Again, and he was told because he's repeating it, right? That this is biblical. This is, this is Christian. This is to, to have, to be a person of faith. These are the standards. You have to behave this way and you can't behave that way. And um, so he bought into that. And of course, now that he's become a pastor and he's, He's from the pulpit. He's repeating this stuff uh, with his own family. He's raising his his young boys to think this way about themselves and about the way they relate to women. He's raising his daughters to believe that this is this is what's expected of them. I mean, again, everything he's saying on that tweet, you know, he's telling his daughters, smile more. Right. Don't complain yeah. so much. Um, you know, comply with what your brothers want to do, like all that kind of bullshit. It's like, yeah, you are you're indoctrinating the next generation of people that will will either also perpetuate it and suffer from it or reach a place where they will have to you know untangle from that deconstruct that go to therapy for that mm-hmm. um you know and and try to try to you know uh, un- unwind all that kind of bullshit in their life and again like you I love that you mentioned some of those names um Michelle Collins um, the God is Great podcast. Uh, she's what's her name again? Brenda uh, Marie Davies. Yeah, yeah Brenda Marie Davies. She's amazing, and and I'm I'm so grateful for those kinds of voices that are out there that are consistently, you know, for for women to be speaking this way and providing, you know, mm. uh, direction from this from the other side. It's so really important. I mean, it's, so it's I think it's important for men as well for for us to stand up and say, hey, no, that guy doesn't speak for us. We want to model something that's really different, but also I think it's really important to give women 
uh, and promote women who are who are speaking out like that. Give them their time, give them their voice, because yeah, whatever it takes <laughs> to uh, to overcome this kind of stuff. But again, it's 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 so wrapped up in this evangelical Christian mindset, you're never going to actually deal with that that specific problem until you deal with everything else that surrounds that mindset, right? That whole way of seeing the world and mm-hmm. thinking about your faith. Yeah. And so, okay, so as two men, how do, how do we do that? How do we make sure that we're not, because we, you know, we'll be honest, uh, like we probably have blind spots in relation sure. to racism, in relation to uh, gender, sexuality, um, yeah. you know things like that. So how do, how do we, cause we we're not, I mean, I wasn't raised in this way, you know, right? but we were part of that evangelical culture where it, it was there. It was there oh. mainly from the church, not necessarily from my parents, but they're from the church big time. Mm-hmm. And yet you and I don't subscribe to that shit anymore or ever really did. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was never something, you know, when you hear this, like the man is to be the head of the household. And, and I was just like, this just seems like bullshit. Like, right. so I was, I was never in a, you know, my wife and I, we didn't, that wasn't how we started out and then broke away from it. So, um, but I mean, how do men, you know, I mean, is it, is it as simple as like listening to others, being empathetic, listening to women? I mean, it's gotta be a part of it. It can't be, it's probably not the whole thing though. You got to change your own heart about it too. Yeah. Well, you know, make a good point about the, you know, having, you know, potential blind spots and, and yes, uh, I was someone raised I was raised in that kind of environment right my mom and dad were very and probably my mom still is like for example my mom really doesn't like she doesn't like the f word um we can't watch certain movies with her because she'll get really offended if there's too many swear words in it you know and I'm like whatever that that stuff has never bothered me but it bothers my mom which means I was raised you know my home life was raised kind of in that perspective when it comes specifically to women um yeah it was a it was kind of a process for me I think honestly getting married was the the biggest thing for me personally because like you said Wendy and I never had a marriage even you know from the beginning it was never this well I'm the man and I make the decisions and shut up and listen to me right um and if and and if I ever did just I don't remember doing that but if I ever did try to start out that way it didn't last very long it was sort of like no 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 we're equals here we're making decisions together and I guess early on I just realized my own in our marriage like the wisdom of that, like Wendy is really smart and she sees things I don't see. Right. I I need, I desperately need her wisdom and her perspective and her expertise on so, so many things. Um, And so just early on that it became obvious, like this is the right, this is the way we're going to survive. You know, we're in this together. uh, And certainly once we had kids, you know, like how are we going to, as a family, you know, we gotta, we gotta survive. We gotta pay our bills. We gotta stay together. We gotta keep this family together. And, and I knew for a fact that I didn't know the answers to those questions. Like I needed to sit down and have a conversation and we needed to work it out. And again, it's not like Wendy has all the answers either, but it's like, if we sit and talk to each other and listen to each other and work it out and have a conversation, we, we trust that together we can, we can figure it out together. Right. And so the more we practice that in our marriage, it was just so much easier and so much better. And then it was only a few years later, I was having a conversation with another friend of mine, another Christian friend of mine. It was something on social media. I responded to something kind of like, uh, 
saying something about how I, I didn't agree with this whole idea of like authority, the male authority in the family, that the man is the head of the household kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I responded in some way and challenged it. This friend of mine, a guy I really know in the real world, responded to me, to my comment and challenged that. Like, aren't you the head of your home? And don't you think God tells you blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, dude, what do you, what? And so that was when I first noticed like, oh yeah, not, not a, a lot of Christians are still following this kind of train of thought. And, mm-hmm. and my saying something about it created some ripples like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. I guess uh, we're not on the same page here. Um, but I, I, I would say too, yeah, listening has got to be the biggest thing. I think if there's anything, and again, like I would say for this guy, right. But I would say it for myself, if I'm going to learn anything, it's only if I shut up and listen to women. Um, and uh, whether it's my wife or just any woman in any situation, you know, uh, we have a wonderful chance. This is kind of a plug for Heretic Happy Hour. Like we, we have now stacked the deck with Heretic Happy Hour where we're, we're all numbered. And I think it's awesome, um, that there's, there are way more women co-hosting Heretic Happy Hour now. Um, and it's actually really refreshing. So when we have a topic, whatever it is. And, you know, we kind of go around the microphones and, and everybody weighs in. Man, I am so grateful that we have three amazing women who can provide some really amazing, profound insights to stuff, things that I would never have thought of. And so this is how I learn. This is how I grow, right? I think we have to be, men have to be in a place of humility and recognize that um, if your options are, uh, buy into this idea that God has handed you this authority and spiritual authority. And you're, so therefore you're just supposed to have it. Well, even if you do or not, you got to pretend that you do, you got to fake it because well, you're supposed to, right? So even if it's a stupid idea, we're going to do it. Damn it. Cause God made me the head of the household and we're going to do this stupid thing. And if it turns out to be stupid, well, Oh, well, I guess that's your option. <laughs> or <laughs> you can say, well, no, I come on. That's kind of stupid. I don't want to drive this, drive things into the ditch. Maybe you should slow down and stop and think and listen and consider. And maybe you don't have all the answers to everything. And again, just from my experience, that's what's worked for me. It's just, it's so amazing that so many people still think like this. And, and I, I don't want to say it's because the Bible, but it's certainly justified with the Bible. But I would be willing to guess that they would find some other reasons to justify it, even if they didn't have the Bible. But yeah. the Bible certainly doesn't help, which is why we still talk about the Bible, because yeah, until it's causing no harm in people's lives, I'm going to talk about it. That's right. Yeah. So. Well, you, you, here's how you know that it is the Bible, because when you challenge someone like this. Oh, well, they know, got Bible quotes for you. Yeah, exactly. They're going to they're going to go. We're going to flip around, to, you know. Well, the Ephesians said, uh, you know, woman submit to your yeah. husband. And- They're not going to say, I talked to a panel of women who, <laughs> who study women's, you know, thing, yeah. and they, they had the consensus that I was correct. And so I'm, I'm uh, deferring to their expertise as sociologists and anthropologists who happen to be women. And they told me that I should be the head of the household. No, no <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, of course not. No. And, uh, and yeah, and that kind of thing. Yeah, you're right. It's the it's that biblical, quote unquote, biblical. Yep. Ephesians, Timothy, Titus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, many of those, there. many of those taken uh, out of context, but some of them not. Some of them, like you know, we know a lot of early church fathers, Tertullian. Yeah. We've mentioned him before. That's why. That's why I've mentioned and uh, about on Pathios on Elisa Childers. If you want historic Christianity, you don't have a platform. Yes. You're not a man. Your, 
Shut down, shut your, down YouTube your YouTube right now. Shut down your blog. Shut down to stop writing books because the historic church was not kind toward women. And and this is where I don't agree with the historic church. Yes. But if you want to get historic, like, well, okay, then what are you doing having a platform? Because right. Paul doesn't permit a woman to teach. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this tongue in cheek, but you see the, sure, you see the sure. disconnect there, right? Yes. No, of course. Well, yeah, if you do take that perspective, and again, I don't, and, and I've, I've done some podcasts, like Second Cup with Keith, I have, I don't know which one it is, I have an episode where I go into the whole thing about Paul and women. Um, it's worth, and, and even Jesus and women. I think there's one called Jesus, Paul and women, where I go through some of those quote unquote uh, clobber passages on women. The, the, the truth is Jesus um, was so, so, so promoted women, so empowered women. And that's what makes me so sad is to see this church now with his name on it going the absolute opposite direction, silencing mm-hmm. women, shutting them down, demeaning them. Um, you know, ah, it's just, it pisses me off. It just really pisses me off. Um, it's even made me think, because like, at first I thought, um, like maybe I should write a book about this. But I'm like, well, no, <laughs> I'm a guy. I shouldn't be writing a book about this. But maybe maybe choirs should do this. Like we should get a bunch of like amazing women to who are like Bible scholars who can who can address this thing specifically about Jesus and Paul and women and the Bible and write it from a way from a perspective that's healing and empowering and brings it back to some level of sanity. I would love I think you know, I'm sure there's already other books out there that, that have done similar things, but I just feel like <clears throat> there needs to be more on this because this is Again, like you said, I can't even believe this is still a thing. I can't believe that it's 2022 and there are still grown ass adult people who think that God wants women to basically be like children and shut up and let men do everything like we are living in the Middle Ages. I, It blows my mind. Like, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. It, there's, there's so much of that where... I posted something about that on Facebook today. It was about like, there's so many people who are outraged and upset about shit that does not affect them at all. If you're anti-gay marriage, you don't have to marry someone of the same gender. Right. If you don't like, if you, if you're racist and don't like black mermaids, you don't have to subscribe (laughs) to Disney. Yes, like just, just go watch it. Yes, you know what's forcing this shit upon you. You're the ones who force your shit upon others by trying to repeal yes. women's health care. You know, you're the ones who are invading. You're the party of small, or the conservatives are always small politics. Yes, and I'm not saying all of them, but they're all the small government, this and that. But they they want other people to live by their rules, and they'll enforce it. Where it's like yeah. they will cheer. Now. Yeah, they will cheer when the Supreme Court. Right, overturn something to force everyone to pretend to believe what they believe, and they'll be like so excited about that. Like, what? Again, I thought you were anti big government, but when big government steps in and enforces your particular faith perspective, you celebrate. You You celebrate it, and it's like, dude, like it doesn't. Ladies, none of the things that you're saying (laughs) affect you. So why do you have such a strong opinion on it, dude? Um, like what, what, what in your life, Mr. Suave is so, why are you so insecure about what other people are doing that you're not, you're not the other people. You're right. not a woman. So why do you care so much? Right. And I, it's also bizarre to me because like on his Twitter page and on his, on his, uh, all of his, all of his website stuff, it's Brian Suave for the new 
Christendom. And I'm thinking, what's new about it? This doesn't smell like new Christendom. It's, this it's is going, like no. old Christendom. This is the same well, shit. Well, that's what it is. It's, but, <laughs> but it's new because we're going back to Christian domination. Uh-huh. Because we, we got weak. The church was soft. The church has acquiesced with LGBTQ. The church has acquiesced with this and that and that. And now we're going back to the real shit where men run shit. So that's what I'm going to guess is his motivation. The new Christendom, same as the old shit, where it's like, you know, bow down, bitches. The men are here and the men are taking <laughs> back the church. And it's like, dude, y'all are so cringy. Yeah. It's so cringy. Yeah, dude. It's sad. Um Again, I, I'm as I'm just scrolling through his website here. Again, doom I, scrolling right now. I'm doom scrolling. Uh, he just so you know, he he successfully raised over fifteen thousand uh, dollars, so he could record a new album. Uh, because making good music isn't cheap, and to professionally produce a twelve song album will cost him at least twenty grand. So uh, we can do this, he says. I need your help, and the sad thing is, he's he looks like he's done it. He's he has enough people. They have raised almost twenty grand, so he can record a new album of music again. Wow, I don't know, man. I, I it just boggles my mind that people who talk this way and think this way. I mean, I wish they were on the fringes. I wish they were like in these little tiny churches somewhere in Alabama with like ten people on Sunday morning who all have to ride their horse to get there, you know, or walk through the woods. <laughs> You know, through the the there's always going to be that shit. (laughs) Yes, yes, and I know those are there. I know those people are there, right? Like those kind of backwoods, kind of crazy hillbilly churches, like who believe all kinds of crazy backwards stuff. But when it's mainstream, this guy has twenty thousand followers. He's pastoring this church. He's raising twenty grand and getting it to record his next album. Like, oh my gosh, man, what is going on? Why I ah. I just don't know, man. This deconstruction thing can't go fast enough. I, I we, How do we accelerate this? I, I, I used to say, people would be like, when you talk about deconstruction, people would be like, oh, you're just telling everybody they have to deconstruct. And and I would say, you know, in the beginning, I'd say, no, people don't have to deconstruct. I mean, they I, I just trust that they will happen at some point. They probably will. And if it happens, when it happens, you know, I want to be there to help them and, you know, process it, answer their questions and all that stuff. Um, and that's still true. But when I run into this kind of stuff, I'm just like, man, I wish I had like a deconstruction bomb. I could just set it off and people could just, (laughs) Christians would just kind of wake up and go, wait, what? And look around and go, that's stupid. What? That doesn't make sense. What? Huh? You know, like you just want to be able to like shake people. Like, come on. How do you not see how backwards this is? Yeah. And how How does this guy raise $20,000? Oh, Lord. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine? Damn. Like. Wow. I don't even I don't even know. That's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why we keep doing shitty little shows like this. That's right. That's why I have to do three podcasts. One one person at a time. Yes, that's right. Help them out. And yeah, so all of you listening to if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Please rate us and review us. Help us uh help us spread the sanity, we hope. Um Yeah. Oh, and let's let's uh let's let's shift real quick as we land here. Uh, we haven't told everyone that there oh, is right. uh, there is something called Choircast now. What is that, man? Bum, bum, what is bum. the Choircast now? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, the, so the Choircast is, you know, through Choir Publishing, 
and partnered with four podcasts at the moment, yours truly, ours truly, uh, Heretic Happy Hour, This Is Not Church, and the Messy Spirituality Podcast. And so it's basically a network of podcasts where it's just, just featuring the same kind of voices as you'd feature on here. Um, yes. People who are deconstructing, people who are challenging the status quo. Um, you know, Jason Elam, Kyle Butler, and Lola Robbins uh, do uh, Messy Spirituality. And then attorneys, John and Nat, do This Is Not Church. Yep. And just a way to, if you listen to this show, you'll like the other shows. If That's you listen right. to their show, you'll like our show. So kind of to bring people together, like-minded voices who are spreading the message of love and inclusiveness and equality and anti-racism and anti-bigotry and anti-misogyny and all that good shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's sort of like the, uh, it's the, it's the good housekeeping seal of approval. Uh, there you it's go. The, it, it, when you see a podcast, boys and girls, and you see it and you see that little choir cast network logo in the bottom right hand corner of, of your favorite podcast, you'll know that that know. podcast is safe, that it's, that it's uh choir cast approved. And, um, and you're going to hear some really good quality stuff. Because again, all those people you mentioned, so half of them are me and you. <laughs> so, well, that's true. <laughs> uh, but the other, the other two so far, uh, Jason is such a great guy and the attorneys are amazing and Kyle Butler and Lola, like, they're amazing. And, and, and I'm, it, it's awesome to just acknowledge that. There are so many great podcasts out there. Um, and to reckon, uh, the, these are the ones that we approached uh, at first because we felt like, you know what, these are the ones that, uh, we're all kind of fighting the same good fight, you know, mm-hmm. and we're all doing all what we can, whether that's interviews or shows like this, where we just talk through issues and talk about stuff. Um, it's so important. And we can't say anything when the process of approaching a few others. Uh, yeah. We want to be adding a few more to that, uh, growing yeah. that broadcast. Oh, yeah, it's going to grow, but it, as it grows, it's going to be, it's going to be, are you inclusive? Are you including yeah. people of color? Are you including LGBTQ? Are you are you featuring those voices? Um, so all of the Choircast podcasts will all be super aware about that. When we misstep, you know, we we grow from it. That's mm-hmm. you know. So as, as we go, you know, we've got five years into Heretic Happy Hour. Apostates Anonymous has you know a, almost a year now with me and Keith. So there's going to be this growing process. We're all going to grow together and hopefully all benefit from you know having having this network. That's the right. hope. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing about it too, is just kind of spreading the love because, you know, by, by creating a network, um, each of these podcasts have their own sort of following and their own kind of audience, right? So they're, they're already automatically reaching a certain group of people. And a lot of times people only listen to maybe one or two podcasts. And so, uh, if you listen to messy spirituality and you love Jason Elam and, you know, and, and all that, you're listening to that and that's what you listen to. And that's your favorite one, of course. But there may be to realize that, oh, there's other podcasts out there of uh, similar quality uh, that you should be aware of. I mean, that, that's what we hope is that people are going to discover other podcasts that are fitting right in with that. And, and like you said, we are vetting these people out. Um, mm-hmm. Believe it or not, um, you know, when you there say is, all there is a vetting process, it might not is, be the yes. best vetting process. <laughs> you, you know, you're stuck with us. Right. But there are deconstruction sort of branded and themed podcasts that, that wouldn't follow that right they wouldn't fit in with that so by, by being able to say okay these require cast network podcasts um you know if you see that logo on there you're you'll know that they have been vetted and, and they they yep. do align with all those things yep and so that's why you heard a pre-roll ad at the very start of this podcast before yep. the music played 
that's what that was all about. We waited to the end to let you know, but yeah, go check out those other podcasts. And in the future, if you see a podcast that's not listed, that has choir cast, you know, that's uh, at least subscribe to them, check them out. Yeah, please do spread the love. It's going to be good. And then as always rate and review, like Keith said on here, please, please, please. Yeah. All right, Keith. See you next time. All right, man. See you on, see you on Twitter. (laughs) Oh yeah. See you over there.